G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The story. My husband Job moved to Waka, we moved to Waka. I cook my food, sell it in the Sunday market. People love my food and said, start shop. I saw one room, rent 270 a month. And I rent that shop and I shop, use it for the Lord, help people. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, if you happen to be driving through the town of Wagga Wagga in New South Wales and you're looking for a friendly place with something good to eat, Nabiha would be happy to welcome you to her restaurant with open arms, quite literally. It is said that every customer leaves with a full belly and a friend for life. That's because, as we'll hear today, Nabiha is a very special person with a fascinating background. She was born in Lebanon and almost drowned in a storm on the boat trip to Australia in 1969. On that trip, God made a special promise to her regarding her life in Australia. Now, Nabia joins us via the telephone from her restaurant in Wagga Wagga. She's chatting with Eric Scadabo, and later we'll hear from her daughter, Victoria, as well. Nabiha, welcome to the program. Thank you. Glad to have you with us, and you have become somewhat of a celebrity in Wagga Wagga. The local mayor has given you some awards, is that right? That's right. That's wonderful. And so let's go back to the beginning and find out how you've become such a name in the Wagga Wagga area. You were born in 1940 in Lebanon? Yes. And what was life like growing up in Lebanon? Was a war. My family had to move out of different town, and... After uh, the war, my family came back to the town, and three years later, my mom died, and me and my brother will have to survive. It's a hard way, and the Lord took care of us. And at age 15, I moved to the city, work in a college. Uh, I learned how to cook, and I met my husband, and when I'm 21, I married in... We have two daughters, and my brother, uh, we lived a very harsh, hard life. And my brother, he looked after me, and uh, he had opportunity for me to come to Australia. He helped me to come to Australia because his mother and father-in-law was in Australia. And we came. My husband came before me, and after he worked two jobs to save the money, to send for us a ticket, we can buy the boat mm-hmm. uh, called Australis. And when I grow up in Lebanon, I'm like religion, you know, believe in religion. A religion of the Maronite, like a Catholic. Mm-hmm. I, I love God, but I don't know much about Jesus. When I left Lebanon in the boat, I left everything behind. I take my Bible with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we Come, we come to South Africa. By the boat, the sea was very rough. Uh-huh. Everybody screaming, think we're gonna drown. Wow. Because the wife covered the boat. Wow. And 
I have two children. I can't find life jacket. I said that time I have to read my Bible. I get the Bible and open it in the first verse was when Jesus walked in the water and Peter saw him, he said, let me come to you. When he walked, he'd been looking to Jesus and he walked all right. When he turned his eyes from Jesus, start to sink. That's right. He yeah, said, that's Lord, right. save me. And they say, I'm with you. I felt like the Lord was us. And like the Lord talked to me, he go, different country, different language, no family, no friend. You can keep your eye on me. And I keep my eye on Jesus. It make me go through everything. Wow. Trouble, hard life. I work two jobs. First I came to Australia. We lived in a house, uh, the church gave us house free to uh, my husband could pay off the ticket, the money. Yeah, so you didn't have much money when you arrived in Australia. No, no, have nothing, nothing. Even my husband, when he came, he have five Lebanese lira, that's all. Wow. And my third daughter born, Victoria, born in Australia, mm-hmm. and I went to work. And I went to the factory asking for a job. He said, what you can do is you can sweep the factory or do anything. And I work five days, uh, one hour a day. I have $7 a week. Wow, that's all. I, I, I spend $4 and save $3 to my father, the old man in Lebanon. Mm. And after we moved to uh, Waka, my husband job moved to Waka, we moved to Waka. I cook my food, sell it in the Sunday market. People love my food and, uh, and said, start shop. Oh, okay. I said, and I have money, I'm not working. I, I saw one room, uh, rent 270 a month. I asked my husband, we could rent that room, cook, sell and make food. He said, no, no way. Don't think about it. He's scared. Mm-hmm. After the landlord, he said, if you don't want to take it, I'm going to rent it. I said, no, I take it without thinking. Wow. The Lord helped me to take it. I take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the bank, then give me money. He said, I, w- I went to the broker. Some You could get money from them, you know, help you. Mm-hmm. And he said, you have a house? I said, yes. You sign in the house to get you the money? I said, yeah, I do. I sign in the house. And I rent that shop. And I shop use it for the Lord. Help people. And my husband doesn't know. I open the shop till opening day. I work night time when he's not home. <laughs> so your husband didn't I know about day this. Time. Opening day, I ask my children to come bring the father's head. It's a cafe, Lebanese cafe open. And he loved the shop. After he finished work, <laughs> he loved the shop. He said, that's my shop. Wow. And I use the shop for the Lord. I have all the verses from the Bible about the throne. Yeah, that's and right. And I share. The Lord put me there to help people. The Lord employed me. Mm-hmm. Because no one employed me. I'm nearly going to be 80. He gives me strength awake, 16 hours, 17 hours in the shop, in the garden. And my brother, who loved me very much, he was sick seven years ago when 
in Melbourne. I have to go and help him. He stood up. Last balance, I hold him. I wreck my shoulder. Oh. The right hand. I can use it. And I went to the hospital. The Jamarail. He said, "You need operation." They send me the specialist. The specialist say, "Your age, seventy-three. The operation don't work properly. Give you cortisone needle, painkilling tablet. You live with it. Oh, if you do the operation, you need someone to help you. And I don't guarantee it. I say, the Lord who created me know every part in me. I believe He can heal me." And I left it. I went to pick up my book. My daughter print my book, a story about my life. Eleven boxes. I say, Lord, give me a hand. I lift it up all, put in the car, in my sore hand. And I went home. I lift my arm up. The pain disappeared. Wow! And I have all the information from the specialist and the doctor. The specialist say. The pain disappeared in two weeks. Wow! So you were healed. The heal. The Lord healed me. He gave me strong right hand to do my work, doing His work. Wow! He employed me. And so now you show the love of Jesus to everybody who steps into your restaurant. The love of God mm-hmm. so much, and I every day I pray, Lord, use me, use me, be witness for you. My book, The Old Testament for God, go around the world. And that lady came to my shop because the Lord wants me interview with you. That's right. Yes, a uh, listener contacted us and said, "Hey, you need to interview Nabiha in Wagga Wagga because she is just a special, loving person that loves everybody that comes into her restaurant and has Bible verses all over the restaurant." Because the Lord hear me. Because I say, Lord, I will live for you. How long I live, I'm for you, Lord. Use me, because He wants me continue to make birthday for my shop, thirty years to witness more for Him. Amen. Thank you so much for all the wonderful work you're doing in Wagga Wagga. Thank you for sharing your story with us, Nabiha. Thank you very much for interviewing. I believe the Lord arranged it. Amen. That was Eric Scadabo chatting with Nabia, who joins us via the telephone from a restaurant in Wagga Wagga called appropriately Nabia's Kitchen. Next, Nabia hands the phone to her youngest daughter, Victoria, who will tell us the impact her mother has had on her life and the impact Nabia has had on the people who visit her restaurant. That and more when we return. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401-132-888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is The Story. Today, we're saluting the life of a wonderful person in Wagga Wagga named Nabia, who was originally from Lebanon and has been operating a friendly Lebanese restaurant for over 30 years. Before the break, we heard from Nabia herself. Now, it's time to hear from her daughter, Victoria. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Glad to have you with us. And you have a wonderful mother who it sounds like she's a blessing to everyone that comes into her kitchen, the restaurant there in Wagga Wagga. Is that the case? Yes. Yes. 
So what can somebody expect to find when they come into your mother's restaurant? Sort of like a home away from home sort of environment. And it's home-cooked meals and a nice environment where they can sit down and talk to the chef as if they're talking to their grandma or, or their mum. Grandma Nabiha. She's everyone's grandma. Yeah, everyone's grandma or, or, or her mum. <laughs> yeah. So she just sounds like she just loves everyone. Yes. She welcomes them with open arms and she talks to them, encourages them and tells them about her food and how healthy it is and and she shares her story with them like she, they've come into the kitchen and sitting down at, at grandma or mother's table and just talking to her about life issues or life situations. And it sounds like she's not bashful about sharing her faith. Yeah, she's very much open to her faith, where she likes to share with people who've come into the kitchen to buy something to eat. And I understand there's Bible verses on the walls as well? Yeah, there's one, um, 1 Corinthians 13 and Psalm 139. So if somebody comes in and they look around, it's pretty clear that she has a faith, a strong faith in the Lord. Yes, very strong faith. It started when she was on the boat coming to Australia back in 1969 where she found Christ and knowing that that he'll be with her and that he'll use her when she arrives in Australia and he has been using her. Wow, so God told her right on the boat coming over that uh, he was going to use her. Yes. When you come to Australia, you find a different life, different type, type of life, and you you experience a lot of hard times, but you know that I'll be with you. Wow, so God gave her that promise right from that trip, which sounds like it was not a very easy trip with the storms and everything. Um, no, with the storms coming around Cape York, she has to grab her life jacket, and, um, and there's only one life jacket for her and her, her children, her two children, um, which I wasn't born then. Mm-hmm. And so she, she gave her life jacket away and she grabbed her Bible and she read where Jesus walked on water and said to have faith in me. And she fell asleep and she woke up and everything was nice and calm. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. And so you weren't born yet. Your two older sisters were on that trip? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they were about three and one. So then you were born when they lived temporarily in Melbourne, is that right? Yeah, that's right. A couple of years later, yeah. And now you work with your mother in the kitchen. I do. And do you have a faith as well? Yes, I do. I became Christian when I was about four and a half years old. And where I realized who God was, mm-hmm. who God is, um, that he's in Jesus. And then he walked on the, on the on this earth and showed us the way to heaven. Mm-hmm. And from that moment, I realized that through Christ we have life, and um, I need to trust in Him and obey Him in everything I do. And what influence has your mother Nabiha? What influence has she had on your faith? Well, when I became a Christian. I was just a four-and-a-half-year-old sitting on my bed trying to 
read the Bible, which I couldn't read at all. Mm. And she came into my room and she said, would you like me to read the story about Jesus? And I said, yes. And then she read the story and automatically I figured out that God is in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so she was there when I needed to know the gospel. And she's always there when I needed to pray, having a relationship with the Father. Mm-hmm. And so my mum said, just talk to God like you, ha- you talk to your friend. Have a real relationship with the Father. And so from that moment, it, it was so much easier to pray to God. And mm-hmm. so I would spend hours and hours to pray to God as if I was talking to my friend. And um, from that moment, I felt a deep relationship with him and realized that God is real Mm -hmm. and God is with me from that moment. So without my mum teaching me how to pray and without her telling me the gospel, I wouldn't know who Jesus was. Wow. So she shared her faith with you. And now I understand that her granddaughter is now in Bible school. Is that right? Yeah, she she's um she did a, like a, a year thirteen. It was for a year after she finished year twelve, mm-hmm. and um she did a, like a course to study the Bible, and she went on a mission to Fiji to oh, wow. spread the word. Yeah. So that's great that Nabiha is now influencing the next generation, and the yeah, next generation exactly. after that, and so forth. Yeah, yeah. And what influence do you think uh, Nabiha and her Bible verses on the wall and sharing her faith to people who come into her kitchen, what influence do you think she is having in that community there in Wagga Wagga? I think they've had a a big influence on the community and and the customers that come in. Um, They've always went away with a smile on their face, thinking I've really been encouraged now. I've got something to eat. And I've been really encouraged by God's Word. I've been fed in both ways. Yeah, the the only way I even know about your mother is because a listener called up and said, Hey, I was in Wagga Wagga. I met the most wonderful person, the most wonderful maternal lady, Nabiha, who was sharing about her faith and how she was healed. And you just need to interview her. And that's that's how I was put in contact with you guys. Yeah. I guess God heals for a purpose. He still wants her to do his work, and he still she hasn't finished her work yet. And so he knew that she needed her hands to feed the community and and uh, contribute to the community and, and, and to know the gospel. And without her hands, she wouldn't be able to do that. And so God healed her miraculously mm-hmm. so she can contribute and keep on feeding the community, with not just with food, but with God's Word as well. And she's having a wonderful impact in that community. The mayor has given her uh, awards, and TV crews have come there to film her story. I mean, it's just yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. She sold quite a few books as well. Over, oh, yes, that's right. Um, she even has a book. I forgot about that. Books. Tell us about her book. She's, she's, she sold over 2,000 books since 2013. And people are still buying the book. Yeah, what's the name of the book? Um, Recipe of My Life. And so obviously there's recipes, uh, the Lebanese cuisine, but uh, does it have a bit of her story in there as well? Yeah, it's a story of her life in Lebanon and life in Australia and how she traveled from Lebanon to Australia and how God brought her here 
to have a new life as the war was just about to begin in Lebanon and there was no life for them in Lebanon anymore. Lebanon is a beautiful country, but there's no... It's like a third world country. There's no work. There's, it's a war zone. Mm. And so God brought her from Lebanon to to Australia and she experiences how God had a hand in that in her travels. And she left Lebanon, as I understand it, right before the war broke out in 1968. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the Lord delivered her from uh, what would have been an even worse situation and brought her to Australia. And as we've been hearing, she's having a wonderful impact on the local community there. Anything else about your mother that you'd like to share with us today? Um, yeah, she's very faithful for a very long time since the day that she became Christian. And there's ups and downs, but she's always been persevering and overcoming those obstacles because of what God has done for her on the cross. And uh, if people want that book, what is the name of it, and how can they get a hold of it? Um, it's called Recipe of My Life, and you can get a hold of it through the kitchen. And if they give us a call on um, 69217813, we can deliver it to them. Okay, so just uh, either come into the kitchen. I, I assume you have it on sale there at Nabiha's Kitchen in Wagga Wagga, yep. so they could just purchase it that way, but if you're not in the, the area, then you can uh, give them a call and order the book through you guys. Is that right? Uh, yeah, and also through Apple iTunes as well. You can get it on ebook as well. Oh, an ebook version. So anybody yeah. anywhere in the world can get uh, yeah, a book. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing about your life and your mother's life today. No problem. Thank you so much for giving us this opportunity. God bless you. And one last time, what is the phone number? Six nine two one seven eight one three. Okay, and that's area code O two in New South Wales. That's right. Thanks so much for sharing with us today. No problem. That was Eric Scadabo talking to Nabia's youngest daughter, Victoria, who, as we heard, works along with her mother at their Lebanese restaurant in Wagga Wagga, called appropriately Nabia's Kitchen. It was amazing to hear Nabia's story today and how God promised her on the boat trip that he would use her in a special way once she arrived in Australia. And that is exactly what has happened as she has touched numerous people's lives with her food and friendly conversations. A perfect example of how God can use us wherever we are in whatever position he has us in. As a matter of fact, as Eric shared, the way this interview came about was because a listener was passing through Wagga Wagga and said that she had had an amazing conversation with Nabia who shared about her faith and how God healed her. That listener then contacted us and said people need to hear her story. And so that's what we've done today. And if you'd like to read her story and learn a few of her Lebanese recipes, you can get her book called Lebanese Recipe of My Life. As her daughter said, you can call their restaurant directly where they have a number of her books on hand. The number in New South Wales is 02-6921-7813 or... It's also available online from Christian bookstores. Well, thanks for joining us for Nabia's Story. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. I didn't realise that this friend of ours was a witnessing Christian. I was walking along the beach and I had a revelation of God and I became aware of the reality of God all around me, the creator of the universe, and it was profound. And what I didn't realise was that at that very same moment, further up the beach, 
Sharon was giving her life to Christ as a result of the witnessing of her friend. Well, Logan Anderson is quite the world traveller. He was born in New Zealand, then migrated to Australia before heading off to various parts of the world doing ministry. He's also travelled a lot as far as his occupation is concerned. He's migrated from environmental planning and landscape architecture to being a pastor and starting an international ministry. We'll hear his multinational life story next time. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.